Hello, vault dwellers and fellow wastelanders. This is your overseer speaking. And I do another episode of Vault 6. Um, and I was thinking on what to do, what to tell you about for this. And I think I'm going to jump off my immersion in this for a little bit. So, you know they, you know they came out with Fallout 76. You know, they came out with Fallout 4, 3, New Vegas, 2, 1, Tactics, Brother to Steal, you all that. And they almost came out with Van Buren. What about Fallout 5? Now, I actually made this whole game idea for Fallout 5, and I want to go over that with you today. So, first of all, I want to go over where it's set. And what the year is that it's set in. So the year it's set in is the tw- is twenty three, eh, twenty three seventy six, and it is set. And the beginning of the game is set roughly about ten or so. Right, not ten days. About about a month before the end of the year. So about no the end of November. And if you if you've read into the lore behind the fallout radiation, you would know that the radiation is said to dissipate three hundred years after the bombs drop. Now, it's going to start dissipating more and more as you play the game, and you have to work your way around that because from Fallout Three's expansion, um, oh, Broken Steel, um, whenever you purify the water of the tile little basin, spoilers ahead. Um, you actually, the Mirelurks start dying because they can't live in, apparently the Mirelurks can't live in purified waters. Like, it will kill them. So they've learned a, a symbiotic relationship between radiation and organics. So my my question is, what would happen if that happened all around the world? Because right now it's only sea creatures that die of it. But what if humans have evolved to where they actually need some radiation to survive and it may very well be the end of humankind but that's not where i'm going with this where i'm going is humans have to find out a way to survive after radiation is no longer around there's still background radiation as we see it today because everywhere you go there's radiation and just not levels enough to notice it thank our sun for that but um um it's set in it's set in around in and around Indiana. It's set in an it's set in um well the center of the map is actually Indianapolis. If you haven't been to Indiana, if you've never heard of it, then I'm gonna give you a little backstory on it. So Indianapolis is the racing capital of the world. It uh well of the of the United States. It has the Indy five hundred track and I can see it kind of being a place kind of like Diamond City in Fallout 4 or Rivet City in Fallout 3 or heck even New Vegas in Fallout um, New Vegas where it's like a settlement that's built around another place so to speak um so it and it will actually be it will actually be called um it, the racetrack is called Indianapolis Motor Speedway in real life so it i could see the num- the letters being 
faded off, so it would be called um, in uh, Naples, um Odors Odor Speed um, A. Oh no, uh, Indiana Naples Odor Speedway. Uh, um, Naples for short. Um, but the and they would get a, they would be getting attacked every so often by, say, raiders that live nearby. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been to if you've ever been to Indianapolis, you know, schools are a big thing, and Butler University is there. So I was thinking, what if the institute branched off before they were destroyed? So they were so they sent synths to reclaim these other these other um oh places and then and then whenever they destroyed whenever the industry was destroyed they kind of took on their own lives and they eventually forgot that they were synths because you already see that happening in Fallout Fallout 4 but you have to remind some of the synths they are not they are they are synths they're not human so I go. I'll dip my toes into that later. But essentially, where I'm, what I'm getting at is, it's set in Indiana, um, Indianapolis, and it's set in the twenty three seventies. So, um, you start off the game, where you're a Brotherhood paladin from the, essentially some of the, there were like two members that survived spoilers ahead Fallout seventy sixes attacks by. Fault seventy six is a brotherhood. Whenever it collapsed, two people survived, um, and they eventually came over. They eventually established a foothold in. Um, well, they escaped Appalachia, and then they established a foothold in the um, Chicago area, and this ties into Fallout Brother to Steel, which I know is not canon. It so I added a few tweaks to it, it to make it more canon. But, um, in this game, it, it makes Fallout 70's, um, Fallout 4, Fallout Brother to Steel, too many Fallout games, um, make sense. So it kind of, it balances out the lore behind them. And then Fallout, um, in Fallout 5 or whatever this game may be one day, um, essentially, they got, they were able, they, they got from one place to the other by having a mass migration called the Great Migration of the Brotherhood of Steel. They made it all the way across the the newly formed Great Lake because the Great Lakes were actually starting to re reemerge from a recent ex recent bursting of a dam in the Fallout universe. The Great Lakes were actually suburbs, and there was a dam blocking the Great Lakes from the ocean, and they kind of pumped it all back into the ocean creating this these suburbs um so that's how the that's how this area was formed and essentially now indianapolis is the coast of um of the great lakes it is the land port land it's where land and water meet in that in indiana in the 2300s um but they essentially they kind of um 
more or less the Brotherhood of Steel, they are different from every other Brotherhood we've seen. They actually accept any form of intelligent creature. That includes Super Mutants, Synths, Death Claws, Mirelurks, which I'll get to why I say, say these other creatures in a minute, and Mole Rats. Um, what else was there that I was thinking of? Um, Yagwai. Um, what's the other one called? Um, basically, anything big enough to house a human brain. And I'll get to that whenever I go over the vaults. But, um, essentially what happens is, whenever the... Whenever the radiation subsides, these some these intelligent creatures, they don't die. And I'll get to that whenever I go over the vaults, because there was a vault that very well may have an, have an experiment that wasn't supposed to happen. But I'll get to that in a minute. So, um, the Brother to Steel accepting all these other creatures into their ranks, um, creating power armor for these creatures, so you can find super mutant power armor, um... Well, and different variants of these, and you can also find um, Death Claw power armor. Um, you can find all these different ki new kinds of power armor that the this branch of the Brotherhood actually made specifically for these races. Um, they'll even include synths because they never did. They never found out until they raided the um, this place. Um, this place the, um, Butler University, um, and found the synths, and found their databanks, where they keep all the information on the Institute. They didn't know, because they weren't a part of the brother the Brotherhood in Boston, or Capital Wasteland. Um, but, um, they're actually the last remaining faction of Brotherhood in the war, on the planet, so they're gonna take, they're gonna play a prominent role in this game. But, um, so whenever the vaults, um, whenever the vaults were created in this area, they're created with odd numbers. So I'll list the vaults when, in the next segment of the podcast, which is coming up actually right now. So going into the vaults, um of the of this wasteland i haven't really come up with a name for it but when i do i will be sure to update you on that i'll probably go back in and add it in in this one i'll do a part two to this i don't know yet but um the vaults in this wasteland are different shall i say there are actually two vaults that are control vaults rather than the standard one per commonwealth um it's it is vault zero and vault 33 that are both control vaults i'm pretty sure that's what i came up with it as um vault zero being the control vault of all the vaults it's a literal control vault and then Vault 33 being a control vault, control vault. But, 
Um, so, vaults, the other vaults are 120, 100, and 122. But, I'm going to go a little bit further into Vault 122's experiment. Because it's, it was further from Indianapolis. It was actually on the outskirts of the map. And that portion of the map is now underwater. So it's kind of the land eroded um, around the vault. So now it's all... It, it was planned that it was planned that way. Actually, Vault-Tec, um was the one were the ones who made that... The dam explode. Uh, will not explode, um, fail, and burst. So, um, the Vault 22, and um, Vault 122, my bad, um, it, Vault 122, it's Overseer, it will, it's Overseer, one, Essentially, it was going to, um, it was trying to make the perfect humans, kind of like a lot of the other vaults. It, um, was wanting to, it was actually trying, the original protocol of it was trying to, um, it was going to take the wasteland creatures and see what made them tick. But then, the overseer... Um, Mr. John Callahan wanted to splice the brains of these creatures with the human residents, and surprisingly, everybody went along with it. He, the way he put it in his memo, these creatures were once the creatures we looked down upon. Now we must become those creatures to become better suit for the wasteland. And then, every person, one male, one female person, in the vault, was was spliced between one creature. There were four, two male, two female, actually. The males were spliced, the male humans were spliced with male creatures, the female humans were spliced with female creatures. And then they were able to create established populations of intelligent versions of these creatures. Hence the reason the Brotherhood actually will incorporate these these intelligent creatures into their ranks. Because they're essentially, they were originally humans. Like, they have human brains. They're hybrids, so. And then they eventually open their doors around... I can't remember the year I thought it was. Around 150 years after the bombs dropped. That was the number. Gosh. Um, but... So... Then they went out to the wasteland. They call it, They made some settlements. And some of them actually didn't survive the trek. Like, you'll find... You'll find actually skeletons of intelligent... Um... Mole rats and a few death claws actually in the waters around it, around the um, vault. But um, 
I am going to go over the the next portion of this place, which is what the storyline is. So, what is the plot of this Fallout game? The way I look at it is, it's very much like a lot of the other Fallout games. Plots, apart from Fallout 4. Well, actually, yeah, Fallout 4. Because they're fighting for control. Well, they're, they're fighting for control over a lot of these places. Like, there's even a new breed of super mutants that I'll go into in a minute. Um... But the raiders are becoming more diplomatic in this area. They're, there's actually a congress of raiders. Um, and there is the brotherhood that you got, that those raiders have to contend with. And then there are um, New California Republic, actually, remnants. Because this area actually fought off the New California troops. They broke away from the New California Republic back in the 2290s, so not that long before this, um, but they, um, oh, then you've got, um, what's it called, what are they called, the, um, oh, I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head, but they're like this new faction in the game that are actually a lot like the um the brotherhood outcasts in a sense they are they're the same principles as the brotherhood outcasts except they want to make it more like what um it was back in Appalachia rather than them make rather than the brotherhood outcasts wanting that to be like what it was on the west coast um so you've got all that to factor into this. So my idea for this is they actually are fighting for control and then event and eventually towards everybody's fighting for control for the next month and a half. Then the radiation starts to subside. The radiation starts to go away. No more radiation, which means a lot a lot of the creatures will die. The the intelligent creatures not so much because they're half human. They can they can survive it. Um, but, um, the non, the non-intelligent ones will die. Most of them. Some of them may have a, some of them may have what I call a, an adaptation, an adaptive gene that allows them to adapt faster. It's essentially a speed adaption gene, um, in the Fallout universe. It's what the FEV, um, is mostly comprised of speed adaptive genes, um, but and centaurs are actually coming back in this game. So, well, they may if the game ever gets published. But essentially, whenever, whenever a, whenever you choose one faction in Fallout Four. You stick with that faction unless you do more quests for another faction. Well, in this game it's more geared like Fallout Three was, where you were essentially thrown into a faction. You are you were born. Your parents were in were in the ranks of the Brotherhood. Um, then you become a squire, do all this training, and then eventually become a sentinel, 
by the end of the game. You're actually on a month before the tw- before the three hundred the twenty before twenty three seventy seven. You become you are a month after a month before twenty three seventy seven. You actually become a knight, and this for portion of the brotherhood's rules entail you um after one month of passage um rite of passage you become a knight and then another month you become a sentinel now well actually wait it's more like five months i think it was that i came up with yeah five months um you become a sentinel and then um and then after that you become a a el a elder sentinel or if you want to become a scribe, you become an elder scribe if you're already a scribe. Um you or you can become a ranger. Actually Brotherhood Rangers. Um there are parameters a little bit different. But um and then there are also another group much like the Atom Cats. I know I'm diverging from what I said this portion of the podcast is going to be, but that's because I'm trying to fit all this into an hour-long episode, so, more 30 minutes, whatever this one ends up being, um, so the, there, but this version of Adam Cats is not the same, they actually are more Raider-like, rather than Greaser, they, um, they actually steal metals and um, they rob people of power armor. They are very much like the forged. They are brutal, ruthless, and will stop at nothing to make their power armor the best. Um, they are called the Junkers, actually, or Ravengers. I haven't really decided on which I want to call them. I'm kind of leaning towards Ravengers. But, um, and they, they have a mix between... Salvaged Enclave, Mark Two, Hellfire, and um, XO One combined suits. They have T forty five and T sixty combined suits. Essentially, anything power armor related they can get their hands on, they will combine together to create the I model of power armor. Well, actually, no, the R models. Sorry, like the R one, R two, and R three are theirs. Are are the um T forty five and T fifty and T sixty models put together. Um then there are the R's R's four through six, which are the the um Enclave and the first three put together. So like the XO one and then the first three. Those ones are those. Um and then the rest of them are progressively get better and better. But it that also levels with your character, but you can still find variants of these throughout the wasteland. But moving on, um and so they also play a main a key role in this because you're the uh, brother they're trying to steal the brotherhood's power armor. Um and sh- they actually stole one of their schematics for their um super mutant power armors and deathclaw power armors. Um but so they're fighting for control, then the, they're fighting for control over the wasteland, then the radiation subsides, it's gone mostly, um, ghouls start, some, 
feral ghouls start dying because well they don't they start dying mainly not because of the radiation loss because their immune systems can't handle the rot anymore they actually begin to die of rotting they're more or less skeletons by this point much like the walkers and the walking dead if you haven't seen that show then don't listen to this part but this you can find versions of these zombies that are that are half skeletons like they're pretty much skeletons at this point and it's weird because well it's not it's not so much weird but whenever you die in the walking dead from like from like anything in the in the most recent season you don't it you don't go through the same stages that the earliest versions of those zombies went through you actually go through the stages that they are now going through which is weird um they might be sentient i don't know but i'm getting way off topic i'm switching to zombies instead of fallout 5 um but going back to the main storyline they now i know i stutter a lot in this one but that's mainly because i'm trying to remember a lot of this from a source i don't have at hand it's all in my head I should probably write it down, but I haven't gotten to that yet. So whenever, whenever the Fallout, whenever not Fallout, why do I keep saying Fallout? Um, whenever you get to a certain point of the quest, like whenever you get to a certain number of days, the radiation starts to subside, and then everything goes to crap. Um, essentially the most of the animals start dying and then you have then essentially almost every faction in the game apart from some of the raider groups they break away from the council of raiders that i mentioned earlier they actually band together and create this society um and then they survive it much like um much like the people from the TV show The 100. They survived a lot of the end of the worlds. Because there were several in that TV show. But. So. Then by the end of the game. You eventually. I'm still getting to the end of the game. But you have to create order. In the game. You have to. Essentially you're not so much. A mate, a key. Sorry about that car. Outside my window, it's honking its horn. Um, still honking the horn. Um, but anyway, so next up, we're gonna go into the super mutant breeds. So. Supermans have gone through quite a bit of variation. I mean, a lot. There's Nightkin, which are Supermans that are addicted to um, Stealth Boys. And then there are the the Masters breed, Vault 87 breed, the um, West Tech breed, the Mariposa Military Base breed, the Institutes breed. There's just a ton. And I wanted to introduce another breed of supermutants in this version. These ones are the most intelligent. Not only will they build structures, but they'll actually create communities. And they're not so much hostile as they are 
as they are in, they're not so as hostile as they are in some of the other games. Like, they're kind of like the Jacobs, um, Jacobsville, or whatever the place was called, New Vegas. Um, and my idea is that in New Vegas, the courier actually, well, some of the, some of the Jacobsville super mutants either left or were kicked out, and they eventually made their way here, and they established a community, come to find out there were already a breed of super mutants living here, and these super mutants actually, they killed a few of the super mutants, and so these other super mutants killed them. Hence the reason that there are now communities of these super mutants, because they've learned from their mistakes. They're more like humans in that aspect. Um, they are they are the same, as, they are pretty practically the same as the Vault 87. They branch more from that breed, except these ones can breed with each other. They don't have any reproductive problems. Um, also, they... They can tame animals, they don't exactly make their guard dogs, they tame them. But they're also in this breed, there were, there were, um, oh, centaurs made early on. They, these supermeans are kind of left to their own devices and the FEV kind of evolved them in the correct direction. And not so much the terrifying direction. They can become behemoths though, and super behemoths. No, sorry, wait. I call them super behemoths, but they're legitimately just called super behemoths. They're the size of, rather than a normal behemoth being the size of a three, a two-story building, this one's the size of a three-story. And it, um, it's, at, these, these behemoths and super behemoths actually lose their mind. So that's why you don't find them with any of the other settlements of super mutants because they have lost their mind. They, they don't, they're not, they're more or less attracted to the dark, like a Wendigo, and the cold. Like, um, like a, the Mind Flayer, or the Demogorgons, or Stranger Things. But, I digress. Um, going to another topic again, going on one of my rants. Um, but, if you want to know more on this topic, I'll be more than happy to tell you more about it as soon as I come out with part two. Probably after the next few episodes, I'll come out with part two of this one. Um, but, um, that's going to be all for this one. So, in the next episode, I'll probably go over either the Gauss Rifle or... Maybe super mutants in their entirety, or maybe just the vaulted. I don't know. I I come up with these things on the fly. Like I come up with the not so much the ideas I have, more less the topics for these on the fly. So let's we'll see. But till next time, guys. Um, this has been your overseer Sixer, and stay safe out there in the wastes.